got the Royal Rumble just oh, what, over a little bit of a week, a week from Saturday. All right. Question for you two. And I just thought it is, I don't even have my answer. So hopefully you guys got an answer for it. If you can make one change to the Royal Rumble match, what would that be? Super easy. We have Andre the Giant over the top battle royal prelims on the Royal Rumble so we can get it back at the Mania. Whole lot of nothing. Ishan, what you got? If you can make one change to the Royal Rumble match, what would that be? I would change the amount of times that Cody Rose can enter. <laughs> you, want, you want him to do the three faces of Foley back in the day? Cactus Jack, Do Love, and uh, Mankind? Give me dashing. We can't do Stardust. Give me dashing. Give me, uh, what was the grotesque? Yeah. Give me a uh, little boot, Cody. Okay. No knee pads? No knee pad, Cody. Yep. So are you saying, are you telling me your goat needs like five chances to win the Rumble? Ooh. Why not? <laughs> Dang, that's crazy. What would what would my answer be? Um, I think if I can make one change to the Rumble, maybe like I think the Rumble is great as it is, but maybe something like if you win, you also get to pick the stipulation. If you truly had to go through twenty nine other people. You know, but then that really puts the uh, champion at a disadvantage. So what the hell? Why not? I got, I got you know, one. If, if I was a wrestler in the one, I'm picking a regular match, pin submission standard. Just give me a regular match. I hate them stipulation matches. I, I would say, because I thought you said just Royal Rumble, like the extra PLE. No, I'll probably say if I would, yeah, I would say if you have five eliminations, you get one back. So if you get oh, eliminated, that's a good you, one. you get one back. That's you a have, good you one. Have that's, to a have five of, that's a whole lot of keeping mm-hmm. up with. But yeah, mm-hmm. like for every five eliminations that you have, if you get thrown over once, you get to go back in the match. That yeah. could go to to ease thing by Cody. Cody, just get five, <laughs> man. You come back. You can come back. I like that. That's a good one. That, that is a good one. I'll tell you what was good. Our last episode was good. Shout out to everybody that watched and listened so far. You guys uh, really enjoyed from the feedback that we got our last episode. Episode 100. We are now on to episode 101. So this is like season two for us, right? And then maybe episode 201 will be season three. I am Matt, your host of That's Freaking Wrestling, along with my co-host, Rhodesia and Ishan. Hello to everybody. We kind of talked, we just started the pod talking about Royal Rumble and it's next Saturday and we also talked on the last pod about bad spots and matches and I'll be damned if the injury bug didn't bite again on Raw and this time to what we thought was going to be one of the main events of WrestleMania Night 1 which was Seth Rollins him and Gender had I think it was I was close when I said 11 minutes it was it was right around there I had to watch the YouTube uh, full match version, and I think that was like 10 minutes and 54 seconds, but I know that was not including commercials, so I'm not sure how long the actual match itself was, but I had it right around like 11 minutes. But Seth got hurt, and it looks like it's a legitimate injury, and then we won't find out until later on this week how bad. Of course, cross our fingers. It is minor, because that would be horrendous for him to have an opportunity to main event Mania again, and he goes out Man. injured. But let's play worst. Let's play worst case scenario. Let's play worst case scenario, which we hope does not happen. Worst case scenario: Seth is out. He cannot wrestle at WrestleMania. 
give me your world heavyweight championship main event for WrestleMania. Probably Drew and Punk. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I like Drew and Punk. I think that's a that's a great one. When we talk about the worst, I want our friends and family members to know that Matt and Rhodesia have the worst internet <laughs> I've ever seen. You know, it's it's, it's it's almost I'm running eight hundred and fifty six uploads per second. Anybody knows anything about the internet, they'd be like, Hey, that's pretty damn good. It's actually can, and, and, and see... I'm trying not to blow up our uh our host platform here. I'm trying not to like just dra- drag their name in the mud. I'm gonna give them an opportunity. I think I am gonna reach out and send an email. Uh, we we but, need to reach yeah. out also to the internet provider too, because if y'all see what I see, it ain't eight hundred over from what I'm looking at. We gotta we gotta figure this out. Look, guys, we're gonna get in, in the in the DM system chats. What can we do to get that Chicago internet fixed over there? I might have to. So damn cold out trip. here. It's minus thirty degrees. Wind chill. Oh god, <laughs> it's it's freezing. The imaginary fiber optic lines. There you go. The internet. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know, I was talking to somebody uh, from Maine today, and it's like seventeen degrees here. And you know, back home is like you know negative. Like that's this seventeen degrees feel like it's like. Minus 100 degrees. Like, it is, like, chilly out in this place. I bet. I bet. It is currently one degree right now. Oh, Lord. It was, it was negative five earlier. Tomorrow's going to be a, a heat wave. It's 19 degrees. <laughs> oh, my God. 19 degrees. So, back to the Royal Rumble. Um, so, E, what's your... So, you're going... You're doing the same. You're going Punk and Drew. Yeah, I think that was a damn good match. Do you pivot? Do you pivot and go CM Punk Cody Rhodes? I wouldn't be against nope, that. No, I'm still I'm I'm still holding out that we're finishing that story, getting that belt off of Roman, giving you my Randy and Cody. We finish the story, and then you know we do uh, Drew and Punk if need be. Actually, if I'm hoping that Seth is okay, I'm even hoping holding out that maybe this is all the work. But I would like to see maybe a, a three way with Drew. Punk and uh, Seth. I know Rhodes doesn't like those three ways, but I think that Drew is just doing such a damn good. He's doing great character work right now. I would love to see him in a in a major moment at Mania. I think what I like so much about Drew's work right now, and you guys know I've been high on Drew for a long time. I like I like his work because everything he's saying is right, but everything he's saying you can easily poke holes into. So then let's talk about the segment from Raw. With him and Cody, which I was getting ready to blast that crowd. I even said, because we watched the first segment, and then we ended up turning to the football game, which I should not have. Right. If you are a Philadelphia Eagles fan. My apologies. But you guys would have lost anyway to those Detroit Lions coming here on Sunday. Uh, but anyway, uh, I'm watching, and they are putting their foot in this promo. It is personal. It is realistic. I'm like, they are killing it. And it feels like 20 people are reacting. And the, the promo is over, and I'm like, man, that promo was way too good for this crowd. And then come mm-hmm. to find out, uh, which I loved, uh, which really tells you, as uh, Big E would say, it's a new day. They come back from commercial, match starts, and Michael Cole makes a comment about how light the crowd is due to the, the bad weather, which I have never wow. in my entire life heard wow. WWE say there's less people in the crowd than wow. what it was. They always just add people on. Hey, we got 10,000. We're going to say it's 13,000. Hell has so for him to say, I thought that was really, really cool. Big time. But um, I thought it was great. I, I really did. I thought Cody's comeback 
after the promo was fantastic with like, it's always somebody else's fault. It's never your fault. But everything that Drew said again is like right on point. Um, I enjoyed it. What did you guys think about the promo? Um, nothing to belabor at the point there. I completely forgot that they were a tag team. That must have been like, what, two weeks? I don't remember that at all. I still don't remember it. He said <laughs> it, and I know it's accurate. I don't know. No, I actually, I remember them, them teaming. Um, it, they, it was short-lived. Um, Had to be. I definitely remember it, yeah. I definitely remember it. Because I, I think it might have been before Cody. Yeah, it was definitely before the tag team was Sandow. Okay. We got to do, you, you can do your quick Googles during the show and give us some factual, actual on how long it was. And did, they had any noteworthy wins. Like he said that, I was like, damn, I don't even remember that. You got but it. But you know, who, like uh, Drew's character right now, he reminds me of uh, like Magneto. Magneto hmm. is obviously is a villain, but there's, there's, there's a lot of reasons for the things that he does. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the way his family was treated, taken away from him. I mean, there's a he. It's 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 a lot of uh, death to his madness. Um, even to the point to where at various times he actually was a good guy, um, because he wasn't he wasn't that far away from being a good character. But it all was about how he went about it. It was about what he did, how far he went to prove a point. And I think that's where we're going with Drew. Like, there is a lot of truth in what Drew says, but it's just how he's going about it, how he's reacting, the 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 backhanded shots, the the sneak attacks, the things of that nature that just makes it like, okay, yeah, you're doing a little bit too much. I love the promo. Um, I love that you know Cody came back with some uh with some with some with some uh quipes uh, when Drew said, hey, you know, you just got this fake smile or whatever, and. You know, Cody came back with, no, this is passion. I'm doing what I love, you know. And I like that. That's how you do it. Like, right? If you tell me I, I don't, I smile too much, I'm going to tell you why I smile, because I'm happy. Sorry that you're not. I loved it. I thought it was a great promo. It reminds me, or brought it full circle, when he had that, I'm assuming it was on TikTok or some kind of, he being Drew, um, this last week, talking about Punk, how he can talk on a mic. And I just thought <laughs> that it showed proof that, like, actually he can. He had a really great promo against Punk, and he had a really great promo against um, Cody. But they debuted as the Dashing Ones September 17th of 2010, and they disbanded on October 29th, 2010. So about six weeks, they were tag champions. <laughs> they was together for a month. <laughs> they were champs? Yeah, they were, they were champs. Who they beat? Don't know. <laughs> you didn't ask me all that. <laughs> Sorry. Find it. <laughs> well, this is also back. You know, Vince was never a fan of uh, tag team wrestling, so this is back when they kind of just treated the tag team division like trash. Mm-hmm. Which is always very, very interesting because back in the eighties, back in the heyday of the WWF. They had amazing tag teams, especially in the 80s. Bulldogs, Heart Foundation, Demolition, Killer Bees. Oh, my God. This is a prefla. And but, to find out he doesn't like tag team wrestling because he doesn't well, draw, whatever it is. And there you go. I was about to say, if he's a businessman, right, and you may like something, but if it doesn't draw, why am I giving time to it? But, and I think, I think that's Tony Khan's thing. He's got to turn it around. But... He almost said the same about women's wrestling. 
when he when he talked about ratings that I put what's on my show that drives ratings. So that 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 is a direct shot. If you're not on the show, that means you don't drive ratings. Uh, but I, I think unlike tag team wrestling, well, we know anything draws if you give it time. Mm-hmm. That was one of the AEW's best things when they first launched was their tag team division. Um, so I think like Tony, you got to put more time into the women's division, which I think he is. They've done a really good job over the last couple of weeks. But E to that point of events, he probably looked at we got some really good talent in this division, but Andre Hogan. Macho man, those that's what people are gravitating to. So it was probably just good filler for him, even though we loved it. Oh yeah. I mean, but this there's there's a place for that though. I mean, he he did have a lot of stars back then. Um, but there's a place for, you know, filler, good filler. Mm-hmm. So it looks like they won it at the Night of Champions in a tag team turmoil match involving Jimmy J. Uso. Centino Morella and Vladimir Kozlov, Evan Bourne, and Mark Henry. Yeah. Damn, okay. And September was Night of Champions pay-per-view for sure. Mm-hmm. And then who they lose it to? Do you have that? So on, on here it shows October 24th. It ended up, they won at Bragging Rights. So I don't even know that pay-per-view. Maybe I stopped watching at that time. And I remember that, yeah. It says the Nexus, but it has John Cena and David Ortunga. So maybe they were, I don't know why they said the Nexus at that time, but. So John Cena and well, Tonga, Tonga. Tonga was in the Nexus. So maybe yeah. was John Cena and like Cena, their leader? Was he his mentor during yeah. that time? Cena, Cena, he was a leader for a minute, wasn't he? I think well, so. I think yeah. I think so, based off of this thing. So that was around yeah. the time we, we weren't watching much. Yep. Yeah, that was definitely. Yeah, it, around started, the time we it was, it was sucky around that time period. Yeah. yeah. wasn't pretty. wasn't pretty. So I, I enjoyed the opening. Um, and I'll tell you what, I really am enjoying. And this just goes back to how much I love storytelling. Typically around the Rumble, you got one or two people on either side, men and women, that just because of where the push is at, you feel like, okay, they're going to win the Rumble so they can get their match at WrestleMania. And then over the last couple years, they've done a good job of making feuds for inside of the Rumble match itself. So we're like, man, okay, I can't wait till they get in the ring because that's been bubbling. This year, there are legit stories around why these wrestlers want to win the Rumble outside of just, I want to to win the championship. If you look at the story Cody has, you look at the story CM Punk has, look at the story Drew has, uh, those are probably the main ones on the men's side, right? And then you look at the women's side, Bailey's got an incredible story. Becky has an incredible story. Hell, she told Rhea yeah. yesterday, I think you're better than me. And I wouldn't yeah. be like, yeah, she is, but we're not Ooh. doing that. And Becky, you got to stop doing this thing in your promos where your lips are so super tight. That, see, all right, now I'm, let me ask you, E. She didn't do it in the promo last week. Me and Rhea came out, gave her her flowers, said it was a great promo. You said, ah, that was just a regular face promo. What would you think about the promo last night? Was that promo better to you? Than the promo the week prior because I thought the week prior blew that promo out the water. Uh, you know I mean, I didn't see that one. Okay, go back, go back and watch. Uh, it was a good segment. It was. A I, was gonna say, I thought it was came a, out. I was going to say I thought it was a great follow up. Um, I still felt the one that she did behind the scenes was better. Completely killed it, but I, I liked her comeback. But again, that thing I don't know if it's a nervous condition or what, but sometimes it it. 
Ugh, it like it kind of makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable when she does that. It's not nervous because she wasn't doing it before. It's just like it's like she's sucking on a lemon when she gets into like a certain mold when she's cutting her promo. It's like stop mm-hmm. doing that. Stop that. Stop. I definitely Stop I definitely gotta go back and find it. Um I think I was trying to watch it a little earlier. Um the the, the kid I don't know what's going on with the, the kids today, <laughs> but they were giving the wife the problems and it was a little <laughs> bit of crying. So I had to get up and go see what was you know, daddy was home, so I had to go see what was popping. There so you I go. Think, Eric, uh, I, I, think, got, I got Eric I think, on Twitter said he gonna find a way to not watch a women's segment. He's gonna blame it on the kids. There you go. That 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 is episode one on one. Because the, the kids Eric. are running around. He was because like because uh, I actually it, the show kid <laughs> was funny. But yeah, the show was running at some point. And so I assumed I just missed the match. But I did want to go back uh, and see uh I do remember seeing a clip that Becky had met Rhea in the ring. Mm-hmm. I actually want to see what that was about. And I also am very interested. I think the probably the promo was better. Um, I think you guys are some some Becky haters over there. I think the, the promo probably was better. Than you you said Becky haters when we just gave her her flowers last week. Twice. But whatever. That, that, no, but um, that, that, that was that was that was an obvious bad promo that what? you guys were trying to hype up to Get the audience that was good, so they can be let down. Like, wait, what is, this, is, this is what they're hyping up? This bad promo? Get here. Yeah, that's great. that's that's and this promo was good too. But this promo was good too. She's got to stop doing. She's got to stop doing the lemon thing. Got to stop. Was it just me, or did I, I'll ask Matt then? Did you feel like Rhea got caught up on her words, or was I'm just not following? She got her lost right? for a second. She, she got okay. lost for a second. Yeah, yeah. When, when she when she, she went to hit the like, move on who should win the rumble, and if you don't want to win, then come against me. If you do like, want to win, you know then come against she me. She looked around. She's like, "Where am I at right now? Let me just go ahead and show this belt <laughs> off, and let me." Do hey, it. hey, but Eric, real quick though, <laughs> she popped. She I popped. missed that promo. I missed that promo, but you know what women's segment I wish I would have missed? Oh, what's that? Was that tag team match with the most uncharismatic women in wrestling. I wish I, I, wish I would have missed that one. Because I, I even tried I to fast forward it. through it, it and it still was on. I couldn't. You didn't miss nothing. I didn't I watch that one. It. You know yeah, what? I, hey, you know what, Rhodesia? You know, before we started the podcast, I was telling Rhodesia, I'm like, man, I like died like 30 minutes ago. I had energy. I was in a great mood most of the day, but all of a sudden, at some point, it's when that damn match came on. It drew you. It took all your energy. <laughs> like, it zapped you. They're so uncharismatic that it just sucked all the energy out of my bones. And who were you talking about in particular for people who didn't see the match? Oh, well, Shanda came out. First, it was Shanda came out with uh, Zoe. As soon as, they, as soon as they came on the, on the screen, I think that's when my eyes started closing. <laughs> I think my eyes started closed almost instantly. And then, you know, like the the Spitfire Warriors, they came out. Okay, they tried to add a little pizzazz to it a little bit. Okay, I appreciated that. And then they walked away, and out comes uh, Tiki Knox. I immediately started yawning. Oh, my God. I think my eyes started getting heavy. That's when the water started happening. Right? And then, you know, then you know, I'm a natty, sweet woman. I'm going to stop there. And then the match happened. You know, it was just a little bit much. I Tegan love Tegan Knox in, style. Tegan, and, and I was going to say, Rhodesia really likes Tegan Knox and her style. Yeah. Tegan lost something when she got injured those two times. I agree. I was really What do you, what do you think she had? Um, she had presence. Of course, mm-hmm. I mean, and when, when we're having these conversations, everybody can wrestle. Right, mm-hmm. like none of these critiques is ever from a personal perspective unless we just, unless you're a piece of shit person and we hate you. Um, <laughs> But like, 
Oh yeah. yeah. Speaking of, yeah. never mind. Whatever. Yeah. Um. But yeah, she she doesn't have it right now. Mm. She doesn't. It doesn't matter how much she colors her hair. Right mm-hmm. now, she just doesn't have it. And I and it's like you know putting her with Natty is not going to get her to have it. It could get her to be more comfortable on camera. Yeah. You know, have her wrestling better. But to me, that's not her issue. Her issue is, why do I care about you and who are you? And that could be it, too. They haven't even told us yet who she is. Still. I'm going to talk out of both sides of my butt because of what I like about Tegan is that she has, like, this um, colorful personality and gimmick. So I feel that she has some interest there. But you know she would be really good when she would have to color her hair back. She would be good. Right now she got the, the basic skills from Natalia. Get her in a tag team with Sonya. And I can see her just hmm. take off. I could so see She's that. turn her heel. Turn her heel. But you got to turn her heel with somebody. You can't just turn her heel by herself. You got to turn her heel with somebody. Somebody like a Sonya. And you take off. You know, like the, the thing about it, I always really enjoyed the NXT Women's Division. I think we all do. I think that they have, mm-hmm. and it's pretty consistent. I think that they have one of the more interesting women divisions of all the wrestling. Really enjoy yep. it. Top to bottom, multiple women at any time I'm, I'm interested in. And Tegan was one of those in Once Upon a Time NXT. And I think what it is, Matt, that happens with those women is number one, I just, I like, I like pretty girls. I'm, I just got to keep it real. Mm-hmm. I, I like pretty girls. And the women, they're attractive, right? They can work. Especially NXT. I'm not sure what the difference in the style of the matches is, but the matches seem to come off a little better on NXT for whatever reason. (laughs) And here's the thing about with NXT and with it being new young talent is that it's kind of like young AEW. You have hope for growth. Like, right, you're invested to see where these girls and guys are going to go with their careers, wrestling wise, character wise. But I think what happens is that after you see them for so long and you're not seeing progression in a certain mm-hmm. level, that's when you start losing the investment. I, I think Tegan, from a character standpoint, hasn't progressed since the couple of years she started within the company. And this might be harking in, like, again, I'm not a Vince guy. I'm an anti-Vince guy. Well, old man Vince. But this is where I, you know, characters. Like, this is why some of the people who have kind of you know, I'm sure she's a nice girl, right? But she needs a little extra oomph. That's when they'll slap that character on them. And they'll be a crazy Nikki character or something like that. Just to kind of add some flair to the character. Or they're not under contract at all. Hmm. I'm not I mean, I, I, and I'm not saying like yeah. the fire. But what I'm saying is like, right, she may right. not have even made it to the main roster if right. Vince was completely in control. I mean, some of the people we look at that haven't made it, like, you're oh, not high carrying. She was released. You know, yeah. You're not high on carrying at all, right? He had carrying out here looking like a, 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 like a somebody from like the movie 300. I mean, we yeah. hated it, but evidently he didn't see what I liked in carrying, what Triple H liked in carrying in NXT yeah. for the main roster. You think about people like, um, who else have we talked about? Mia Yim. They still ain't figured out what to do with her. Mm-hmm. You know, they had her, you know, and uh, what was the one, what were they called? Retribution. Right, with face paint oh, on no, and a we, crazy name. Yeah, like, what are we doing here? So, I, so you know, I think some of it is just the, the fact of he saw something different. But I do think that more often than not, he was wrong with who's on TV right now. 
Like if we look at it, if one episode, maybe we should do this. Like if we just look at everybody who is quote unquote Triple H guys and girls that either didn't okay. get a shot when Vince was there or got a shot and didn't work. Look at them now and say, hey, is it working now or is it not working now? And I would, I would assume that we're probably looking at a higher clip of it is working than it's not working. Very interesting take because, he- you know, uh, I think he was right with a lot of the NXT talent. Aside from the guys that Tony Khan swooped up, like I think Tony Khan picked up the best of that uh, early, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, WWE releases. Mm -hmm. I think Vince had a great way of making your top one, two, three male, one, two, three female be superstars beyond belief. Again, still not bigger than WWE, but beyond belief where i feel maybe h has more of a competitive edge of having multiple people at the top of the of the round would you agree in that assessment yeah, it, it goes back to the superstar probably nobody can make a superstar better than vince vince uh, but yeah, when you're talking right. about filling out the rest of that car you feel you're talking about a gunther mm-hmm. you talk about a rhea ripley mm-hmm. right like Rome, roman is a vince project john cena is a vince project mm-hmm. the rock is a vince project stone cool steve austin is a vince project but then you look at kind of what's hot now to this new generation and then people that maybe needed just a little bit more of a a, a push they're not kind of just like ready made in that system i think that's where triple h is doing a really really good job yeah at. he thrives in that one yep yep what else what else from raw um they they announced we're getting a face-to-face with CM Punk and Cody Rhodes next okay. Monday. So we got a little bit of a teaser on that SmackDown show, but now we get the, the full-fledged face-to-face. And this is the go-home show for Raw before Royal Rumble. I'm expecting some big-time bullet board material, uh, viral moments, whatever you want to look at. I, I expect that to be all over the place for the next week or so. For the go-home shows? Yep. All right. I don't know if I'm well, that. Um, I don't think that's going to happen, but I, I'm there for it then if it does. Yeah, I'm not so sure. I just don't think that Cody is that type of promo, uh, especially in WWE. And as much as CM Punk tries, he's not that guy anymore either, especially not this version. I don't know why you say that, man. He killed that promo on SmackDown. If you didn't like the one with Drew, okay, but you you gotta we gotta take that first one off because we knew what that first one was. He had a great one on SmackDown. And of course, your opinion is your opinion. That's the one I'm looking at. Like, okay, yeah, he still got it. This one, I feel like we our Royal Rumble predictions come down to these two, right? All three of us. Either we pick. Cody Rhodes or Punk, didn't we? I remember I told you last time I forgot who I picked for the guy. That is great. <laughs> that is fantastic. I, 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 got, I got Bailey winning. That's all I got. <laughs> that is fantastic. So if Bailey has I to enter the male rumble, then she's going to win the male rumble. And now Gunther entered. He said that on Raw. So that definitely Sweet. throws, of course, a monkey wrench, a big monkey wrench in it. I still think we get Brock and Gunther at WrestleMania. I'm hoping so anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I I think WWE knows the Rumble. Yes, there's a lot of different people that can win, but really, it's a 
two man race between Cody and Punk. And then we're all going to assume that next person is going to get their shot at elimination chamber somehow, some way in February. Right, that's why yeah. I think, that's why I think there's going to be so much uh, put on that segment because they're both going to sell why they're going to win, et cetera, et cetera. And I, I pick punk. You, you I, know what you said? I remember is punk. Real quick though. Mm-hmm. Real quick though. Um, one of the reasons why I say this punk is the old punk. There's no way the old punk would have let Drew outshine him on the microphone. He got his ass. Now, when you say the old punk, but they're not out there shooting, though. Right? So, are you saying the well, old punk, punk? If you listen to the storyline, punk was never shooting. All his promos were, were scripted. The pipe bomb was, was scripted. Right. But, but what I'm saying is, if it was meant for Drew to get shine in his promo, right? And shout out to Cody. Kasiman perfect, uh, professional on Raw Monday. If you didn't uh, really see this part, check check it out. Crowd, he's he's doing his promo, and the oh, yeah. crowd starts to chant CM Punk, and he pauses for a second and he lets him chant. And I was like, "Good on you, Cody," because that's being a, a professional, right? And that's also probably a little bit of a. I don't think him and Punk have any type of beef, but if there was any underlining feeling there i'm sure punk saw that was like, okay we're good because cody could have easily stepped on those chants right. and you would have never known he stepped on them you would just said oh, he just kept going with his promo but he allowed the crowd to chant cm punk so i thought that was really really cool but back to what you were saying he um but if if the promo was set up for drew to shine more than punk if you say punk wouldn't have allowed it are you saying that he would have kind of went into business for himself years ago and said something or cut him off or are you just saying that you don't think the old punk would have been put in that position in the first place don't you know what i was telling you about adam cole and how he he comes across and carries himself and speaks like he's a much bigger person than he actually is mm-hmm. his amount of conviction and the, his delivery the conviction and delivery with Punk isn't as it was prior to um, him stepping away from wrestling. So what I mean by shining, it doesn't matter what's written for you. Like if you're an actor and, and a, you can still a scene just by the way you deliver your lines, just by the way you carry that character. You can, you can stand out just because you're just that damn good in that role. That's what I'm talking about. This Punk isn't that... Punk, and you can't. I mean, things change, right? He's, you know, mid forties now, and he was, you know, mid thirties then, right? Things change, people change, but this isn't the same guy from ten years ago. And it's evident we come across the pro. Now it's still great to have Punk here. You know, I'm glad he's happy. I'm glad he's healthy. Um, but yeah, this isn't the same guy. So, are you saying, Eshan, CM Punk is washed? I'm saying he's older. Okay, so you're not going that far. All right. I know I know what it just is though. Me. I know what it is. What's that? Punk is just trying to prove to the Bucks that he could stay drama Playing free nice. for six months. Playing nice. Six months. <laughs> Come comes when did he debut? In November? All right, give him to May. All hell's gonna break loose. If it does, no, nah, there's just no way. It can't. Nah. It can't. It just can't. Before we get to these Matt Riddle comments, y'all got anything else from Raw? Mm-mm. I just want to say overall, like the production continues to be really good. I'm not sure what was different about this uh, Shinsuke promo, but I really liked it. 
I mean, I'm I'm assuming it's similar to what they've uh, been doing. But he I like ain't done with Cody yet. No, he Come ain't done with Cody. He's gonna be done when he Come says on, he's man. done with Cody. Come mm-hmm. on, man. I'm no yeah. like no. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. No. 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 There, no. There's there's that story no. that we talked about for the no. rubble. Okay. All right. They're gonna meet. But no. He's gonna try to not let him finish the story. And you know, Cody going Dash and Cody's gonna toss him this time. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, so uh we talked about it really, really quick on Sunday. Uh, and I haven't read it yet, so we're gonna read it together. We're gonna read it as a family. Uh Matt Riddle comments on why WWE made the decision to release him from his contract. So I guess he was on Kurt Angle's podcast. And he says, I think uh that definitely didn't help things. Me and Dana White don't have the greatest relationship, and I know he's definitely a big part of that. It definitely played a part. I'm guessing they're talking about the TKO relationship. Uh, also, I know that they're making making budget cuts regardless, and I was getting paid quite a pretty penny. I don't know if it was right before RK Bro or right after. Lernitis pulled me into the office. I thought I was in trouble. I didn't get my vaccine yet. I went in there, and they were like, hey, we want to give you a raise, and they gave me a substantial raise. It increased every year, and this year I was going to get paid a million dollars a year. I was Ooh. at seven fifty. I mean, last year I cleared my bucket. I did extremely well. I think that was a big contributing factor. I was going to get paid a million dollars starting next year, but I also think you know the merger didn't help, and then also my behavior didn't help either. There you go, Riddle. You that's that line is how you should have started this. Yeah, that. That's the headline, man. Uh, he said, I ruffled some feathers with HR in the last couple of months, and I was there. I asked a couple questions, there's that, plus other things. So I think there's multiple reasons why they got rid of me. But it is what it is. One door shuts, and another one opens, and you just learn from your mistakes and stuff, which is good for him. Uh, as always, if he still has any demons, hopefully he gets that taken care of. Uh, so he was making a million dollars a year, and I think that's factual. I don't think he was blowing smoke. But he really, really buried the lead when he said, hey, some of that was my fault. I'm just talking about everything else. Uh, any thoughts my on my bad, Mr. Matthew Riddle there? I'm, I'm glad that it sounds like a pretty honest conversation that he had with Angle. Um, that's a lot of money. I would only imagine that he, besides you take away all of the extra stuff he did with HR, I would think that they thought that was a good return of investment. Although I think that's a pretty penny, but he did come over from mixed martial arts. And I think he made a lot of money with the RK bro and, and the riddle stuff. So remember at one point they again, were the hottest has, thing on WWE TV. Yeah. So again, that million just seems like a lot. Cause I don't think a lot of people get paid that kind of money. And then, and you come causing this drama, doing all this extra stuff. I could definitely see them letting them go. I, I got nothing really to say. It sounds like a legit reason why they let him go. I talked to Matt and I was like, this, there's the reason why he was let go is because of his behavior. Like, I was, none of those other three things have anything to do with it. Right. It might have been like, look, you have the behavior and we giving you this. Mm-hmm. This is a cautionary tale that we can give our sons, Matt, about how not to fumble the bag. It is. Right. You, you, you get paid a million dollars. He had it. And, and you can't, you, you can't, you can't stay off the party stuff. Right, you can't behave properly in airports. Like, right, you can't not cause a scene and the drug tests and everything else that he had going on. Like, 
this is a this is how you show we this is how we show our sons not to fumble the bag because that's absolutely what he did. Dana White has nothing to do with WWE. Like that's that's a whole different thing. UFC, WWE, yep. they're, they're separate. Exactly. Like so, he said a lot of things just to say that hey, I fumbled the bag. <laughs> And I hope he learns his lesson. My bad. Like, right? I hope he does well in New Japan. And I I love to see him in TNA. And maybe even uh, AEW at some point. You know? I mean, I think the, the sky's limited. We can get a uh, semi-cleaned up Matt Riddle. Because the dude, he are getting older. Like, right? You can't be party boy forever, man. At some point, you got to kind of, you know, you got like a, a thousand kids too, man. I don't know what he out here doing. I can thought he had one girl. Japan? No, he's got a few. The one girl who was throwing up gang signs that time. Right, that's, 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 that that's the only sweet. one I knew of. She was banging on Resurrection Day. Um, gang gang. We talked about this Everybody on Sunday, that. and then we got confirmation from it about the production changes on WWE. So per FIFA, uh, they said, we've spoken to several people associated with helping put together the promos that uh, spoke highly of the new process and the freedom to them. One source noted that under... Kevin Dunn, the segments would have likely cut away to several different things, but with the new method was uh, let to let the characters breathe and let the segment to play out. And so that was kind of talking about, we talked about the Tyler Bate and Butch segment where, you know, outside of, you know, the building cameras on them, like they're really having a conversation. So that's, that's what it was. So nice job to uh, WDB. It, it was actually is legit. And I think that was Jimmy Borass's team. If I'm not mistaken. So they're already hitting the ground running with some of the production stuff, which is really cool. Jeremy Bordash, man. What a what a what a jewel he is. He's a, a big pickup for them. Mm-hmm. Like good big pickup, you know, when uh he left Impact and TNA and he's been doing he's doing some wonderful things in NXT. What else? Um oh, so last podcast we did our fantasy booking of Rock and Roman. Cody, how to get there. I got some listener comments from that. Let's start on let's start on YouTube. My guy, uh, Chris hey, Bush, Bushman. He said, let me pull it up. Let me pull it up. He said, Rock and Roman is huge, but I'm with E. Hogan's record means nothing. How many WrestleMania moments has The Rock had? I do believe the best rub comes from winning the title by beating the unbeatable Roman. I say Rock cost Roman the belt by stopping a solo bloodline interference, and we spend a year building Rock and Roman for WrestleMania 41. And then he's talking about Stone Cold and the Plunge. We're not going to bring up that again. I'm still trying to figure out if he's my GOAT. Um, <laughs> so Bush is, Bush is saying he wants to wait a year for Rock and Roman. I, I don't think know he had me all the way up body, until that point. Yeah, I, I don't think we can do that. Nah, we can't go a year. I don't think we can do that. I understand why he's saying it, but I don't think we can do that. Uh, what else we got? Can, what else we got? You know how you can cover somebody's ability in like a tag team match? You have to put him mm-hmm. like in a fatal four-way tag team match <laughs> at that point. You got everybody you know, in the blood line. Six-pack challenge. The hell with a fatal four-way. <laughs> he got two, got two minutes. He got two minutes in that match. Max. That includes interests. Um <laughs> Kyle on YouTube says I still think we need to get Rock versus Roman versus Cody in a triple threat at Mania. We get Rock winning the Rumble, 
with a number 30 slot. And obviously the fans are pissed with Cody not getting a shot at the championship. <laughs> so we get Cody winning an Elimination Chamber match for the final shot to get at the championship at WrestleMania 40. I would have Roman retain at Mania against Rock and Cody. And I know everyone would think Roman would break Hogan's record. But what I would do is have the PLE prior to Roman breaking Hogan's record, which would be in theory at payback as the PLE since that's in September and we get Cody dethroning Roman at payback. Uh, you almost um, had me get to that last line. Yeah, you can't do that at payback. I, I, I get the, see, I think that would be a case of outsmarting yourself. Right, like, hey, everybody thinks this is a foregone conclusion because he's about to get Hogan's record just for him to, to lose it. If he's going to lose it that close, you might as well just give it to him at Mania, mm-hmm. in my yeah. opinion. Or, I mean, I would even see SummerSlam if you want to build it that way. If we're completely throwing the records out of the books and you don't really want to mm-hmm. tell that story immediately, finish it right now, then do it at SummerSlam. Don't do it at a payback. And it's a perfect segue. Yusuf, our guy on Twitter, uh, he said, Rhodes reigns number two at Mania. He drops the belt. It's a prize fight. Rock Roman at SummerSlam. The Hogan record isn't really... Something, in my opinion, to E's point, Hogan is number two anyway. So Yusuf is saying, do Rock and Roman at SummerSlam. That match has to be at Mania, right? Like, I, I guess my issue with doing Rock and Roman at SummerSlam would be, then why put him in this now? That's a good point. Well, I guess no, because he could be the reason why Cody gets it at Mania. Which, but again, I think Cody then, needs to win this completely clean, though. Like for like for real, for real. And I'm not even the Cody girl like that. But when Cody wins this, and assuming he's winning it from Roman, he has to win it clean on his own. He cannot have anybody else defending him or helping him win that championship. Yeah, I think there's a a lot of people that want to see Cody finish his story at Mania, much like myself. Um, I would love for him to, you know, to, to pin Roman to do it. Um, but, you know, everything's about timing. Mm-hmm. Like, right, because, again, Rock is older. He has a schedule. Like, we don't know if he's going to be available or even right. healthy, you know, next SummerSlam or next year. Um, the time is now with him. But also the time is now for the story. Um, I, I, I just don't know if they can get another year out of him not telling his story. I think the time is now for that. And I think you can revisit Roman and Cody and their feud another time. And I think the perfect solution would be, as I've said, and it's a broken record to this, to this point, um, Roman Reigns has not been beaten. So if he were to lose his title at, at Rumble, Roman Reigns would not have been pinned. He would still be unbeaten. They can continue to tell that story. They've told for the past four or five years that Roman Reigns has not been pinned in a singles match. Right? That would be true. Man, that would be crazy. And you're right. Roman Roman Reigns will have a valid argument to say that he never lost his championship. Someone else was pinned. He can also, and think about the, the, the promos Paul Heyman can tell and talk about, right? That Cody Rhodes won't truly be the undisputed champion 
until he's pinned Roman Reigns one-on-one for the championship. That could be another SummerSlam match or a potential another WrestleMania match. Right, so this is just opening up the avenues for them to cover so many different things. And as my guy Yusuf said, you know, Roman breaking the record for the number two record just isn't as impactful of him going for the greatest record, the number one spot. And I don't think there's any way in hell he's going to hold the title long enough to get to Bruno. Like, we don't talk about number two in history. We don't talk about the ghost. We talk about the number one. So I'm not that crazy about him holding on to a title, barely defending it, stopping the the progress of a story for a number two slot that really no one's talked about or spoke about until WWE brought it up a couple months ago. And I think only, sorry guys, no slight, I think only the nerdies of fans really even care about that kind of thing. Let's move on from it. Let's do some good business because... What I laid out can potentially be some nice business for the next couple months. Uh, just real quick bottle, rebuttal, and then as you can go. It would be a big deal if WWE makes it a big deal. Because if they promote it as he's the number one of the modern era, then he is number one. People wouldn't talk about Bruno San Martino. Just like to the majority of your WWE fans, Cena is the one that has the record for the title, not Ric Flair. You know what I'm saying? They're not, they're not tied. So that's number one. Number two, my only issue with what you're saying is, is correct and is absolutely a thing of if he's not pinned, he loses the title, then Roman and Rock can still be for head of the table and it still has that grandiose feel to it. Because so I have not been, well, he, Jay pinned him, but besides that, right? Um, I just think you just lose so much equity by not having Cody pin him. Like that's where the equity is built. And I also think, too, um, you can't have somebody who's bigger than you help you win the title. I agree. Like the, one, like the one we think about with Mankind and Stone Cold back in the day, right, on the Raw show. Austin helped Mankind win the title. The story was about Austin sticking it to Vince McMahon. Mankind won the title because of it. If Rock was to help Cody win that title, now all the, all the attention is on the Rock. Like, he can't help him. Now, if there's a way, somehow, some way that he um, stops the bloodline from interfering, and he, but he never touches the ring, he never touches Roman, okay, maybe. But my thing is still, if we're, if we're not doing this match at Mania, you shouldn't have Rock come back and cut that promo. I would have loved, if we say we're going to do it at SummerSlam. Let, let's run with that one. Then you have Rock showing up for the first time at Mania and running off solo and the bloodline. And then we kind of, then we pick up that business. The great thing about this, and thank you commenters, because you're so engaged and it gets you thinking. What I so love about this and in this era, especially in WWE, all of our kind of booking the territories are possibilities under the Triple H Mm -hmm. regime. Like we wouldn't have been able to say, yeah, we could possibly go this way, this way, this way, this way under Vince, especially old man Vince. This wouldn't even be a thing. So this is the, the beautiful part of us being able to book the territory. Old man Vince uh, may over Brock and, and Roman for the 12th time. So you're right. None of this would have been a thing. And nope. then Gunther would have been like on the pre-show. Gunther hey, one been thing, though, before you go to the next topic, uh, Rhodesia, <laughs> um, you know, I forgot all about Stone Cold helping Mankind. 
because that uh, history doesn't really even speak on it, right? So they can definitely change history and what was important. And then we talk about record. I forgot, and I keep forgetting that Gunther has the longest IC reign in history. Yeah. You know why? <laughs> because those records don't mean a whole lot, man. <laughs> like it's, it's just they just don't. I'm just I'm I'm just saying. But we can keep we can keep moving. Well, you know, it matters if they want it to matter. Like they made it matter when he was close to it, and then he won that match on Raw. That's when it mattered. Just like with the dashing brutes or whatever they call Cody and Drew, it didn't <laughs> matter. That's why nobody remembers it. So I asked a question on a pod ago, and this is probably just a mean spirited question to begin with. And I, I'm sorry if it is, but it came across my mind. So I'm quite sure I'm not the only person who feels this way. For New Japan, do you feel like in order for New Japan pro wrestling to be it hot? It must have Americans on top. Or is that like blasphemy? Because I look at my fandom with NJPW, and the only times I really followed and watched was when we had the American wrestlers there on top. Um, I'm only gauging it. You got to gauge it by U.S. standard. I don't know what's hot in Japan. Mm-hmm. Like, right? I'm not on those social media outlets. Um, but you talk about, like, Americans and our culture. Definitely, the Bullet Club made New Japan hot. Yep. Right? And that faction was formed, and I can't say the proper, what is the, search with the G, what do they call American? Uh, Gaijin. Mm. Gaijin. That was specifically formed for that. Like, right? And it was exclusively just American talent until they added the pimp to to the group. Took out AJ Styles, added known to Kenny. And I think that in Japan, and, and I might be mistaken, somebody wants to correct me, please do, because I don't know everything. I, I just know a little bit about a lot of things. But they love American culture there in Japan, right? So, for instance, I think like it's, it's more popular for an American wrestler to have an American t-shirt than it is for AJ Styles to have an AJ Styles with Japanese lettering. That kind of a thing. So I think even in Japan, I think having Americans in prominent levels is a big thing. If you think about history, you know, well, Hulk went over there, right? Mm-hmm. That was big business when Andre, when Stan went Hansen, when all these guys went over there, it was always big business for them. And then also for us, for me as a fan, you know, like I'm all about character and story. I can't really connect to the Japanese wrestlers as much because they don't speak the language. Like, I don't really know what the story is, but at least with the American wrestlers, they can talk to me, right? I can understand the promos, you know, it's, it's easier for me to connect with them. So in some ways, I don't, I don't know if it's by design, but I think it's just part of what happens coming from our side of the culture. What say you, Matt? Yeah. No, I mean, you hit it pretty good. Cause when you think about the bullet club with NJPW, that was the hottest, time frame for njpw now radizia when you ask the question of do they in order for them to be hot hot? they have to have a yeah no for them to be as hot as they can yes because they're always going to have they always going to have wrestle kingdom wrestle kingdom is always drawn anywhere between 30 to forty thousand. well i'm sorry they were closer in the 30s until bullet club and the thing about bullet club and a lot of people don't know this 
the reason why they took over and it was such a big deal in, in Japan was because they literally brought American heels yeah. to New Japan. New Japan had never seen cheating before. Ah. New Japan had never seen like ref bumps like that before. Like they literally yeah. brought what we just know as American heel type wrestling to an entire you know, promotion. And that's when it really elevated. And then you look at Kenny, you look at the Bucks, look at Cody, you look at all that. So, I, yeah, I think for us, that was when we were really big into New Japan before AEW. But then when AEW came, AEW for me absolutely took all the steam out of NJPW for what, I mean, now, like this year, this is the first year, and I did watch Brian and Okada, but this was the first year that I hadn't watched the majority of Wrestle Kingdom. Dude, E, what year was that you ordered it? over your house and I came over to watch. Oh, my brother. I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably, I mean, you're probably talking. It's at least a decade. So it's been at least a wow. decade since, you know, I've only watched, you know, or didn't watch any um, of Wrestle Kingdom. But yeah, I do think that that American talent means a lot for NJPW. And they can survive, of course, for sure. They're going to continue to survive. But for them to ever get back as hot as they were years ago before AEW, I think they're going to need like just talent from across the globe. Because they, they need stars. Sense. Like any promotion needs stars, right? And I just don't know. You think about the wrestlers in Japan. I don't think they're, from a character standpoint, they're designed to, to, to be those type of stars. Mm-hmm. I feel like a ten, a ten of Hashi, you know. I think like oh, kind of like those and Naito, those are like one in a lifetime, like uh, wrestlers for them, right? But you know they're trying to do with Sonata, like right. Um, but he just doesn't come across well. Just from what I've seen of him, he looks great. Looks great in the mm-hmm, suit. Mm-hmm, he got mm-hmm. the shades on. He mm-hmm. looked like a million bucks, but it's not like those other guys. It like, doesn't right? translate. It doesn't yeah. translate. Every time I watch him, I'm like, this ain't it. This is, to your point, he looks fantastic. He looks fantastic. He's not, a, he's not a top just, guy. Just in the ring. Right like, mm-hmm. I just don't see it when I see him wrestle. And I just don't know if, like, the way, like, the wrestlers come up there, they're just designed to do that. But when you got, like, a Dolph Ziggler coming through with a big 80s hair, uh, you know, just loud, mm-hmm. you know, just, you know, I don't want to say obnoxious guy, but he's a very, you know, he has a lot of personality. So that's, and, and he has the WWE, you know, backing for 20 years, right? He's a known commodity. He's a known character. He's still young. He can go, like, he's going to add a lot more so than, you know, uh, Jay White did. And I think that when we talk about AEW, all the big stars, they took all the big stars, which was namely the big Bullet Club guy, Kenny, the Bucks. Cody left all the big names, went to AEW and left there. And they had Jay White trying to do as much as he could to kind of keep waving that flag. But I think that, you know, a guy like Dolph Ziggler, um, we'll see what Ali. I, I like to see what Ali yep. can do with a, a blank creative to see if he really can, you know, put himself out there. So we'll see. Did we talk? I don't think we did. On Sunday, did we talk about how many tickets he's moving nope. on these indie shows that he's on? Nope. Ali? Yeah. No. He's moving significant tickets. Like some of these 
indie promoters are saying they haven't seen this type of movement from an ex WWE wrestler in years. Oh, like wow. he, yeah, he even posted up on X, I think yesterday, um, four or five shows all sold out. That he's oh, see, that's, for. that's why they were kind of, I, I heard someone comparing him on the Indies of Cody. Is that why? Yes. Yeah. So uh. somebody had asked me, um, on X, we were talking and they said, uh, just how much of a missed opportunity this could be for WWE. Like, you had this guy, and he's going to go out here and make himself a big deal. And then depending on what happens, you know, is he going to come back? Difference with um, Ali and Cody, though, I think Cody, and we know it now, he's always wanted to go back home. That's home for him. I don't think Ali looks at it that way. No. I think Ali wanted out so he could do this. And mm-hmm. I think Ali absolutely will be in AEW in the next 12 months. I think he would be perfect for them. Because, you know, like, as much as I would love Drew to go to AEW, I think that the guys that do the best there are the guys who are very creative and can create their own steam, right? Like a mm-hmm. Chris Jericho, Swerve, you know, a Cody. You know, Ali definitely has, you know, plans for himself. He tried to, you know, fight to get them in WWE. So if he can go to another company and, you know, express himself creatively and he can go in the ring, I mean, sky's the limit. Big, bright future for Mustafa Ali. 100%. And then uh, Nick Nimith, Dolph Ziggler, also said that he's working the indies for a while, too. He said he's excited about it. So that, It has I'm to be fun and liberating. You coming from some, something so structured. And again, not to throw any shade at WWE, because that afforded them their lifestyles for all these years. But to be they able to kind of... They deserve shade for Dolph. <laughs> they deserve shade. <laughs> that, they had that man coming out, not even getting the entrance. And working three, four minute matches. No, man. Like, and yeah, I get that. Hey, maybe his time was gone because they did him so bad in booking. And yeah, you can even argue maybe he didn't grow from a character standpoint on his own enough, right? Like, he just became the, I'm going to steal the show. It's like, man, you've lost 30 matches. Like, stop telling me you're going to steal the show because I don't know what that means as inside this wrestling bubble of you're a loser. So, you know, he probably has to own a little bit of that too, but I'm, I, we know he's motivated. I cannot wait to see some of these matches. Uh, and they just announced him and um, Matt Cardona for GCW here in a couple months. And I think one of them put up on X like this is like 10 years in the making. Yeah. So it's be some fun stuff that's, that's coming out of this run. Like we hate to see people lose their jobs, but when the indies are prospering and other promotions outside of WWE are prospering, it's an exciting time for fans and, and for the wrestlers too. Because you can make a living off the indies. And Last thing before we get out of here. Go ahead. Internet connection. We're good. We're good. We're good. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Last thing before we get out of here. <laughs> Give me yes. A uh, we did a very cool video for SEW The Wrestling Channel. Check that out on YouTube. It is hashtag SCW The Wrestling Channel. And uh, I think it was 30 different podcasts. And he wow, did the video cool. in a format of like the Royal Rumble. And our entrance was, we were entrant number three, our video, where we gave uh, our predictions of who's going to win uh, the Royal Rumble. I think I may be screwed after watching Raw this week. I picked Becky Lynch to win. Uh, don't know if she's going to win. That would just seem too straightforward. Faria to say, I want you to win. Becky's like, I need to win. But I went with Becky, and I also went with um, CM Punk to win the men's 
E, who did you go with to win uh, the men's and women's Royal Rumble? Uh, Cody and B. So you went Bianca and you went Cody. And then Rhodesia, who'd you have? I went Punk and the other B for Bailey. So you went Punk and Bailey. I think so it I should be punk. fun. We're giving you those predictions now. <laughs> we gave you those predictions now because we will be on vacation. Rhodesia and I next week, but we have not left you without content. You are going to get on Sunday the 60 minute Iron Man match. Watch along from WrestleMania. My first time. Yes. Watching. We'll see if it holds up. We'll see if it holds up. I'm excited to see Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart. We will have Ryan from the Parallax, Parallax Effects with us watching that, having a good time. And of course, I am sure we'll be talking a ton of wrestling during the match. We are not doing play by play. So that's going to be a really, really fun one. And then we're also going to give you the oh, top the 20 superstars of all time. And this is going to be our individual list. Okay. This is not the uh, historian list. So there will be no Bruno San Martino's on this list. And I'm going to stop right there because I don't know. We haven't talked about our list yet. But these are our specific, particular top 20 superstars of all time. I will say, just to give a little teaser, Sting did not hit my top 20 of all time. Did not hit mine either. And if you guys remember, that was where this whole episode came from. Is hey, where does Sting fall? He didn't hit my top 20. Hey, Matt, I don't mean to step on you, and I'm sorry. You be doing so good as a host, like, just be transitioning so flawless. But when you talked about us doing play-by-play, all I could think about was me being like Boban on that State Farm commercial. He bounces, he keep bouncing, he bounces, he bounces. Could you imagine me calling it? Could you imagine me calling? No. I could say back body drop. That's about it. Jesus. And he's over there like he's doing some work. So let's get out of here. <laughs> uh, once again, check us out on all of our socials. Uh, that's FNW on X slash Twitter, Instagram, YouTube is That's Freaking Wrestling. That is everything for now. So we will be back live and live as live can be, I guess, a week and a half or so. So actually, no, I'm sorry. The Royal Rumble live post show. We'll be doing that Saturday night, immediately after the Rumble. Give us 10 minutes or so. We'll be live on X. We'll be live on YouTube. Check us out there. I'm sure we'll probably be going against the Royal Rumble press conference, but Triple H has nothing on us. Everybody tune in to see us. So when they see a dip in their numbers, they're like, where the hell were our viewers at? Say who's watching that's FNW. You know what I mean? And we can be there. So that's what you got, guys. We are out of here. We'll see you then. Peace.